Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And the Rolling Stones and Rock 102. It's going to be a moist weekend. A, a very of, moist weekend. A lot of people are going to feel very uncomfortable hearing you say the word moist. Uh, rainy today with a high of 63. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 59. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, Jimi Hendrix of the ukulele is going to be joining us today. Jake Shimabukuro. Without the puke and the choking. Yes. Well, on this show. We don't know us going to be puking or choking, but... Maybe you will. Actually, he's got a brand new record out. It's actually very, very cool. Mm-hmm. And we'll be talking to him after 7 o'clock this morning. All right. And then uh, we got, guess what? Guess what came into my house yesterday? A rat. You got your rat. I got a rat. That's adorable. Uh, sort of. All right. We'll uh, we'll talk about that and other stuff today, today, too. It's 536 on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and ELO on Rock 102. It is going to be a rainy weekend. Uh, Today, rainy with a high of 63. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 59. Maybe some sunshine on Sunday with a high of 51. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash with Steve Uh and Nagel? Well, uh, the Astroworld death toll has risen to nine. A 22-year-old woman named Vahardi Shanani died yesterday after being in intensive care since the concert last Friday. An attorney for her family says she suffered, quote, horrific, horrific injuries at the show. It sounds like the family might be gearing up for a lawsuit as well. The attorney added, uh, this was a monumental travesty from start to finish, from the performer down to the ticket sales. Everyone gets an F. It failed at every level. Kind of hard to argue with that. Yeah. I don't think uh, Travis Scott's going to be doing any live shows anytime soon. No, I think it's time to take a break. Yeah. That's probably a good idea. Tara Reid wants to put it on record that none of the cast hooked up while making the 1999 film American Pie. She said everyone became a family in that, quote, you wouldn't date your brother. No, I wouldn't date my sister either unless she looked like Tara Reid and she wasn't my sister. Yeah, you're right. It's not It's not like they're actually related. And you know what? Eugene Levy is a damn fine looking man. Probably could get any woman on that set he wanted. Oh, uh, he's quite the hairy gentleman. Oh, he is. is but yeah. what, uh, what a... What a handsome fella! I would have, uh, I would have chosen Mina Suvari anyway. She was uh, much better looking than Tara Reid. Yes, and I'm gonna keep. Uh, I actually was thinking of saying something, and I've decided to hold it to myself. Why? Because it was it probably was uh, insensitive, and you know, I'm I'm all about being sensitive. Oh, I'm not about being sensitive at all. All I, right, uh, and then it was gonna be something to do with. Well, I'm less likely to catch something from Mina Savari than it would be from Tara Reid. Well, see that. See, uh, see when you say it, you're like the creepy old man saying it. This was the movie of my generation. Okay, well, uh, see that's why I decided yeah. not to say anything because yeah. I didn't want the spotlight right. to then shine on me. Oh, you see. But, but you did, because you said it. Because anyway. I felt like I left it hanging out there, I, and to I, not have some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of closure in that conversation might have left some people feeling, I don't know, like they may have missed out on something. Having heard what I said, I think we can all agree you missed out on nothing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the book "Oh, the Places You'll Go" by Dr. Seuss is going to be an animated musical movie in 2027. Oh, we got. Quite a few years to go off before that. So I got a, a lot of places I can go in the next six years. It'll be about a young traveler and the highs and lows of life. John M. Chu of Crazy Rich Asians fame will direct. 
So it's a good story. Yeah. Uh, everyone gets that book for the graduation. Uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone turns 20 years old on Sunday. You want to talk about feeling old. 20 years 20 old? 20 years old. And Warner Brothers might be working on putting together a reunion special. It would include the main cast recreating scenes from the series like boarding the Hogwarts Express. You know, I, uh, reunion specials uh, make you feel good, but they're generally awful. Do you ever see, and you can actually find this on YouTube, it was like a uh, Star Wars reunion special from the, the late 70s, mm-hmm. and I believe like Paul Lind was the host. Oh god. It was it was uh it was a badly conceived idea from the very giddy up. I'd say like reunion shows unless Andy Cohen is the host. Leave it alone. I like the uh the, the whole friends reunion. Did you watch that? I couldn't bring myself to do it. Well, I was kind of forced to watch it, but uh it was Your kids love friends? Uh my my oldest loves friends. I don't know why. Why? I don't know. I was like, this show was okay when I was, uh, you know, living through it. And now it's just nonstop with the central perk and I the think, smelly cats and all this other yeah, crap. I think uh, I think the idea of uh, young girls love to have the idea of like a, a friend group that dances in fountains. Yes, dances in fountains and uh, lives somehow in uh, the most expensive part of New York City. With and, these enormous apartments and, side by side. And still uh, can make rent and afford fancy things. Uh, Shaq claims he was offered the Michael Clark Duncan role in The Green Mile, but he turned it down because he didn't want to play the, quote, down South African-American guy during slavery. I thought it was because he wasn't big enough. I was going to say, he's probably tiny compared to Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> I think he's even bigger. He, he died, too, right? Didn't he, Michael Clark yeah, Duncan? Yeah, he did. That was sad. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan will star in a TV series based on the movie Fatal Attraction. Wasn't oh, there already a movie based on the movie Fatal Attraction? Was there? Yeah, I believe it was called Fatal Attraction. Well, it's a TV series. This will be a TV series based on the movie. A bunny gets boiled in every episode. Oh, man, that would be awful, wouldn't it? That would be terrible. Uh, But it'll explore themes of infidelity, personality disorder, and coercive control through a modern lens. So not the mid-80s lens that you watched it the first time through. Right. But but a more modern version where people are are more sensitive. Glenn Close was, was like, weirdly hot, wasn't she? Like back she was, in the day. you know, uh, at the in that role, they did as much with her as they could possibly do. I think, yeah. Because every other role, she dresses way down, way way down. Uh, it was like, it was like people like her, like you know, yeah, I I'd go for Glenn Close then at that particular role that she was in. Right, kind of like Sigourney Weaver, like Sigourney Weaver's like. Sort of hot sometimes, but then, then she's sort of not. She's sort of not that hot. Yeah, and Jamie Lee Curtis is the same way. Like sometimes yeah, know, yeah. she's good looking, and sometimes she's not. Well, the younger Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, most definitely true. But now she looks like everyone's mom. Uh, DJ Khalid, the chicken wing business launched yesterday. It's called Another Wing, and it's available on all delivery platforms. The coolest thing about it is they eventually plan to deliver by sea using jet skis. All right, why does that sound so freaking cool? It sounds cool, but it's just like, uh, how is how's your food going to stay dry? 
And well, what, I, what if uh, what if you get one of them uh, like rogue jet ski riders who wants to flip the thing or do donuts in the water, and then all of a sudden, uh, well, that's chicken with a shake and bake. Yeah, your your golden barbecue wings uh, get all messed up. I don't know. Sometimes when I'm on the beach, I sometimes think, wouldn't it be great to have like a fresh bucket of wings? Yeah, I would love that. Kind of like that idea. On Wednesday night, Will Ferrell was supposed to be on The Tonight Show, and Ryan Reynolds was booked on Jimmy Kimmel Live, but they swapped, and neither Jimmy knew it was coming. Wow, that had to be fascinating. Uh, what's the difference? <laughs> I'm not really sure. You're pr- you know what? They go on and they tell the same damn stories on each talk show anyway, so yeah. that's the difference. They're interchangeable. And that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Here we go. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, it's always been my understanding that whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And while that's a noble concept to be sure, there are a few things that happen in Vegas that have a tendency to stick around. Syphilis, for example, doesn't just go away at the airport. Neither does financial insolvency, cirrhosis of the liver, injuries caused by the inability to pay your debts, arrest records, or any number of bad ideas that tend to provoke elastic imprint. This is why I so rarely go. I also stay away because at the end of the day, all that fun, merriment, and appalling lack of personal accountability are still occurring in the middle of a desert. And despite the dry heat, not a lot of great things happen in a barren wasteland with limited vegetation or access to water. Yesterday, the NHL announced that during the upcoming NHL All-Star Weekend, which is scheduled to happen in Las Vegas in February, they will conduct some of their ancillary skill competitions outdoors. Now, I don't consider myself to be an expert in physical science, but I seem to recall that the freezing point of water is somewhere between... 32 degrees or less Fahrenheit. According to my research, the average daily outdoor temperature of the Las Vegas desert is somewhere between 70 degrees and too hot to make ice. The NHL is insisting that all the ice-bearing competitions will still be held indoors with all their idling Zambonis ready to rip, but some of the skill competitions will instead be held on the strip, giving people a chance to enjoy the things that hockey players do when they're not freezing on the inside. Of course, No one is saying what these skill competitions will look like other than to say that they will all have that Las Vegas-style touch. Of course, there was once a time when that Las Vegas-style touch involved getting your kneecaps broken with a tire iron. Today, however, we're talking about closing down an area of the Las Vegas Strip and blocking off six lanes of oncoming traffic, all in the name of melding the thrill of NHL hockey with a drought-laden landscape that's prone to dust storms and sunburn. And while that happens in less than what... And while what happens in Vegas is supposed to stay there, what doesn't go to Vegas can stay right where they are. And that will be me. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, Rocky's is the power tool headquarters, and I'm counting 17 different power tool deals in the November sales flyer at Rocky's. A Craftsman wet drive vac, a DeWalt cordless drill and driver, 15 more. Craftsman DeWalt Milwaukee Black & Decker for power tools. You're going to want to go to Rocky's. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 612 and Bon Jovi on Rock 102. Uh, It's going to be rainy today and tomorrow. 63 for a high today, 59 for a high tomorrow. Could see some peaks of sunshine for the Rock 102's Bacon and Brews Fest on uh, on Sunday. 
It is uh, 53 right now in downtown Springfield, and there is something going on on I-91 North and Enfield, but we, if we only had details. Uh, is there uh, any follow-ups? No. Any uh, uh, no updates? So I'm g- going based off of uh, 22 News' website, and, uh, of course, the TV doesn't work in here, so I can't check the actual TV. And it says, breaking news, I-91 North closed in Enfield Connecticut, by the way, if Good. you didn't know where that was. Uh, but well, I, I think there is an Enfield, Massachusetts, but it sits at the bottom of the Quamity. I was going to say, yeah, it's underwater right now. Uh, but it says, I-91 North uh, closed in Enfield. But you click on the link, and there's no detail to it. So uh, just be aware that I-91 North may, in fact, be closed in Enfield. All right. And if we find something out, or mm-hmm. if Steve can get his TV to work, we will figure it all out. Yes. All right. Uh, Jake Shimabakuro is going to be joining us after 7 o'clock. He is the Jimi Hendrix of the ukulele. He's been on the show before. He's a very talented guy. He's got a brand new record out, which I believe comes out uh, today. And he's also going to be at the Gateway City uh, Arts Facility in Holyoke on Tuesday. So we'll be talking to Jake after 7 o'clock this morning. Sounds good. Yes. Uh, so uh, yesterday, I uh, I bit the bullet. And... Uh, Got a rat? We have a rat now in our house. Good it's for not, you, everybody, Jack. Uh, you know, I said rat on Facebook when I posted it. It's not a rat. It's a guinea pig, which is still a rodent and still part of the rodent kingdom. How do you do that? Phyla? How do you? How, what was the classes of the animals? Oh, God. Phylum and... I, you know, uh, I don't... Uh, I, uh, I skipped that day. Whatever. I, to me, you know, like a, a rat is not that much than a glorified weasel or squirrel. They're all about the same. All rodents. Yeah, yeah, all rodents. Yeah, and uh, if uh, for those of you who missed it last week, we had Dave from Dave Soda in Pet City in here. Mm-hmm. He uh, and your kids heard this uh, quickly determined that a gerbil or a hamster are little bastards, yeah. and you don't want them in your house. So uh, I did not get the uh, the guinea pig from Dave's, by the way. Okay, uh, because well, somebody suggested TJO, but apparently. And, and the other thing was, Dave had the same ones. You know, there was no guinea pigs in there the other day when I went and picked up all the stuff to get the guinea pig. Right. Uh, which was good, because I think it prepared us in a little bit to have the items in the house ready to go so we could just bring this this thing home. Oh, no, I think you gotta you got to prepare yourself. Yeah. And uh, so uh, we uh, we went to a, another pet store to get the, uh, the guinea pig. Uh-huh. Uh, because uh, Dave had one that was pregnant. Well, that would have been kind of fun. Oh, huh? yeah, teaching great, your kids yeah. about the miracle of birth. No, 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 no. We're not. Uh, I'm not the U.S. government. I'm not supporting people. I'm only supporting one. Right. <laughs> so, we're okay. Not, you don't we're wanna, not redistributing the wealth. You don't want the like to, to welcome a family of rodents into your house. No, 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 no. Just one rodent. And matter of fact, uh, one of our friends on uh, Facebook uh, said that when he had bought a, uh, a a guinea pig for his son uh, that uh, for they were told it was a male and four weeks later it gave birth to four other guinea pigs. My God, it's a miracle! I know it's like uh, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah, it's like the uh, the saviors, the savior children of the guinea pigs. How can you tell whether one's a male or a female? Uh, there's a there's like a one's got like a, one's got a penis and the other one's got a vagina. You can pick them up and look at them. You're going to actually I, see them. I, I guess so. You know what? I didn't even check this one. We know it's a... F- we're under the impression that it's a female. Because it's pretty? 
Well, it's pretty, and it was in in the tank that said uh, female. But you know, I mean, you, I know, but like one mistake, and all of a yeah. sudden you realize it's 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 not a female. But then yeah. you got what yourself as a guinea pig penis right there in your front living room. Listen, with the labor shortage these days, uh, who who's to say who's you know this could be uh, Jim, the guy who used to clean the windows at the pet store, now all of a sudden gets thrust into the spotlight and say, "You have to be a pet expert now." Yeah. Okay. Well, is this a male or a female? I don't know. Has it got a thing dangling from the bottom? I think it's a dude. See, but if you put the wrong yeah. guinea pig in the wrong tank, then you this is what you got there. You got a you got a male that's birthing out little uh, guinea pigs. Yeah. So uh, we're all happy. We get this. Uh, we get this guinea pig, and then uh, and then we get in the car, and we're uh, we're sitting there, and then I get a call from my sister, uh, telling me that my mom had passed away yesterday. So, <sighs> yeah, it was a, a bittersweet day, if you will. And uh, suddenly you know, the joy of the guinea pigs been taken right out of the room. Well, you know what? Sometimes things happen for a reason. And I think that, uh, you know, as far as a child is concerned who has already lost their mother and uh, is already upset about losing their grandmother. Right. The, the hamster has now become this symbolic animal of happiness and joy. For my kid, not necessarily for me. Certainly not for you. Uh, but I think sometimes it's a healthy distraction when you have something else. And uh, you know, the kid worked hard for it. She 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 did earn it. And uh, but, but as but we've discussed just, before, the uh, typical lifespan of a guinea pig is not necessarily a long one. Right. And uh, grandma lived longer, way longer than exponentially, uh, exponentially longer, exponentially longer than, than the guinea than, pig. Than the guinea pig. So. You know, I was, uh, I was, uh, I hear this news. We're in the parking lot of this, you know, this pet place, and uh, you know, I'm about to get all sad and stuff. And then my, uh, my oldest says to me, "Aw, you're an orphan." Oh, for crying out loud! <laughs> I was like, I kind of like that. I'm an orphan. <laughs> I'm little orphan Funkhauser. <laughs> Because this happened to Funkhauser on Curb Your Enthusiasm, where he claimed he was an orphan. That's right. Of course, you can't be an orphan at seventy years old. <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it still has the same, uh, yeah. you know, emotional response. Oh, that poor little orphan when you're, when you're, when you're deep into your forties. Uh, but, uh, so, th you know, that was at least the, the laugh of the day that we got well, there from, go. from that, uh, that, you know, uh, I'm, you're being ready to be all sad and then somebody comes out with a line like that, especially from your kid. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's a hell of a day. And you can't even like, you know, you can't even turn, I can't even turn to my kids and go, I lost my mom. Cause they'll be like, oh, oh really? Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, what, what's so, that feel like, old man? So I mean, they just—I uh, just feel bad for them because they've lost so many people. They've lost all three of their grand living grandparents that were well, well that had been alive, right? Uh, in the last couple of years, and of course uh, their mom, and then the dog, and it's—it's uh, it's a. I'm running a I'm running a grieving facility yeah, up in the, up in the hill towns. Up <laughs> they there. might want to it's change like it from a... Rick's place to Steve Steve's joint. Uh, but uh, you know, as sad as it is about my mom, I, I I'm just glad that she's no longer suffering yeah. because she was. Uh, you know, as I mentioned the other day, that she's 
she was battling Alzheimer's and dementia, and it's a horrible, horrible disease, and it's horrible to watch somebody die from that. And uh, I'm just glad that she doesn't have to to, to suffer like that. Now, as, as I told you before we went on the air, my condolences to you and your family, and how tough that is. So, um, but uh, my take that for what it's worth. My mother always said it was her fault of my the way I am, like the humor that I have. Really? Yeah. When I was like 11 or 12 years old, we're driving uh, through Syracuse. Uh, we had just moved to the area, and uh, we're driving through. Uh, it's East Syracuse, and there's this big, giant liquor store, kind of like a table and vine. Sure. Uh, but it's called the Liquor Square. And I said, shouldn't it be called the Liquor Hole? <laughs> and she laughed, and she says, I never should have laughed at that because that kind of gave you – it like opened the floodgates of like, wow, this guy can tell dick jokes to his mom, and she'll laugh at them. One <laughs> One yeah. long road trip and you ruined your children. That's it. That's it. So, uh, but rest in peace, mom. All so, right, there you go. It's six twenty. It's coming up on six twenty six. So, Bax and O'Brien to Rock one oh two. Uh, you know, I just I got a text from a from an old friend of mine who uh, you know just heard that whole thing and uh, you know he he goes on with these nice things to say about my mom because he knew my mom right. my mom pretty well. And then uh, I pulled a Tom Cotter and I said, Yeah, I blame you. <laughs> And then he said, in my defense, there should have been a tag on that plug saying what it was. <laughs> hey, let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. Did you know that women have four types of orgasms? No, I had no idea. Yeah, the first one is the acceptance. Oh, yes. Right? Okay, yeah. The second one is the denial. Oh, no. <laughs> and then there's the uh, religious. Oh, God. Right. And then there's the fake. Oh, backs. <laughs> <laughs> they, I don't understand that one. <laughs> it's interchangeable. You can tell that to your friends and use their name instead because it's funny. <laughs> Booyah! 631. We're back to O'Brien and Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by the North Atlantic States Carp- Carpenters Union. It's time to build. To learn more, visit nasrcc.org. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, local radio icon and uh, recently orphaned uh, Steve Nagel. Okay. Uh, local radio icon and recently orphaned Steve Nagel. Uh, yeah, so we get more information from people who don't work here anymore about accidents on I-91 than we do... <laughs> From the local news media. That we have a like a former employee that's a traffic reporter now? Uh, yeah. Uh, I-91 uh, North closed. A few cars totaled. The wreckers and state police there. Reenactment team. They're doing all of that stuff on I-91 North in Enfield. I'm not exactly sure where that is, but... Uh, no, well, and then somebody else says nothing in Enfield. Just came back from the airport. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Well, who's who's the uh, the former employee? Can we say or uh, what? The, the IT guy, the guy they the the, the guy they. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Uh, uh, is he really qualified to say? Well, if he was driving in it, yes, he is. All right. I think if you're part of the experience, but then somebody else who was part of the experience said they just drove through there and there's nothing there. So I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's so hard to believe what you want to believe. You don't want to believe what you want to. Normally, I would uh, say that guy's kind of on the up and up. Like, if he says something uh, is happening, I tend to believe him. But it's been a while since he's been around, so he could yeah. be. He could have shifted. He could have been. Sh- now he's shady. Now he's, uh, you know, 
you know what? I I don't put it past him. I wouldn't put it past him either. That's right. Uh, two men from Holyoke were arrested early yesterday morning after officers found a firearm as well as throwing stars and an assortment of knives during a traffic stop for running a red light. Throwing stars? stars. What are these guys, ninjas or something? Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't be ninja in, uh, in Holyoke. Uh, according to Holyoke Police Captain Matthew Moriarty, uh, Holyoke Police pulled over a black Hyundai near the intersection of Appleton and Maple Streets after the driver ran through a red light around 2.30 a.m. Officers discovered the driver, 23-year-old Austin Charlo of Holyoke, was licensed and had an active warrant for an arrest. The passenger, 30-year-old Louis Vendrell of Holyoke, uh, exited the vehicle and was then arrested after the officer noticed a firearm where he was sitting. A vehicle inventory was done and police also located uh, shurikens. That's what a throwing star is called. That's what they're called? Shurikens. Uh, ten knives and sheaths and a double-sided ring knife. This is uh, this is exactly what we're talking about, isn't it? These guys are like Holyoke ninjas. Yeah, I didn't really think that uh, Holyoke needed ninjas. I didn't know uh, cutlery was so popular in in Holyoke. Oh yeah, and everyone like uh, likes to cut their food into smaller bites. They used to have this place in uh, in Camillus, New York, called the Camillus Cutlery. I can't ever say cutlery. Cutlery. Yeah, that was like uh, that was like the big thing. Like if you wanted good knives, you walked into the uh, the outlet store at this factory. There you go. We need we need a good knife place around here. I think we do. Actually, somebody made me uh, a knife last year. Oh, really? Two, year, two years ago, that has my name on it. It's a big butcher knife. No kidding. And it says uh, Steve Nagel, a cut above the rest. Oh, see, that's not How about that. I uh, wouldn't need that. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't need a knife that had your name on it. A, uh, at least not yet. Tainted opioid drug supply is killing people at an alarming rate in Berkshire County. The DA says reactionary policing and uh, prosecutorial response aren't working. Instead, immediate action is warranted, but he she, she needs lawmakers on Beacon Hill to agree. Overdose deaths hit a new high in Massachusetts, up 5% statewide, but in Berkshire County, they're up 44%. Hmm. The newest data is from 2020 during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. Berkshire uh, District Attorney Andrea Harrington blames the pandemic in part, but also a more potent form of the already dangerous synthetic drug fentanyl. We have partnered with a public health organization that is doing a study of drug supply. So the information that I'm receiving from them is that this P-fluorofentanyl has been in Berkshire County more so than other parts of the state. The word P-fluorofentanyl Sounds familiar because it's been in the news recently. Actor Michael K. Williams died of an accidental overdose. The New York City medical examiner blamed P-fluorofentanyl as, in part as the cause of the 54-year-old's death. Yeah, that's a, different ways, different things to use. I know. It's got to be... Yeah, I don't know. That, that's... Uh, I don't get it. I, I, I just don't understand it. Is it wrong that I, when I saw tainted drugs that I just thought of soft cell? I was thinking of the same thing. Yeah. Any, oh, taint the drugs. Anytime I see the word taint, I start thinking about that. Sometimes I feel I've got to pop, eh, pop, eh, run away. away. I've, I've got, got to run away. Run away. I don't remember the rest of the words. I don't. I don't remember it either. But uh, you're right. That uh, every time you hear the word taint or tainted, that's what you got to do. That's it. Uh, Governor Charlie Baker on Wednesday announced the refiling of legislation that would uh, equalize marijuana with alcohol in driving-impaired cases, a move Baker and public safety advocates say is long overdue since Massachusetts legalized recreational marijuana five years ago. Now dubbed the Trooper Thomas Clardy Law, 
uh, honoring the 44-year-old state police trooper killed in 2016 by an impaired driver who had marijuana in his system. The bill is a step towards more uniform standards and reducing motor vehicle crashes, according to Baker, law enforcement leaders, and public safety act advocates, including Clardy's family. This bill will provide law enforcement officers with more rigorous uh, drug detection training and will strengthen the legal process by authorizing the courts to acknowledge that the active ingredient in marijuana can and does impair motorists. The bill draws on thoughtful recommendations from a broad cross-section of stakeholders, and we look forward to working with our legislative colleagues to pass this bill and make our roads safer. I understand uh, this completely, and, uh, you know, I'm one of the— even a guy who uses weed, right? Like you can't drive a car. Like I don't care what you say, or you know how good you think you are. Oh, I'm so much better when I drive high. No, you're not. No, you you're think not. you are. You but think you're not. You're, you you're, you're, you're not. But you're not. And uh, and I can definitely see this. The only thing I don't understand is how are you going to test for this? Well, There's... see, that's the thing I don't get. Because if weed can stay in your system for up to 30 days, yeah. and there's no scientific standard to determine, or at least not yet, how far you are into that cycle. Right. It's, you know, to me, this it only takes one real decent lawyer to get you out of this every single time it happens. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, think that, I don't think that they have anything to measure THC levels well, of somebody. And- they've been working on it. But I think it's I think it's one of these things where it's it's almost impossible to be completely uh, you know fail safe. And when you do that and you bring those kinds of things into a courtroom, you know, then you're asking for trouble. Remember, you know, many years ago there was the the whole thing about you know breathalyzer calibration mm-hmm. and how all these drunk driving arrests and convictions were overturned because you know the breathalyzer standards were all out of whack and some of these machines that were doing the testing. You know, we're never calibrated correctly. Yeah, and yeah. and that's the thing. Like you can, you can't. None of these things are really reliable. So, well, I don't know. You know, and but but I, I'm I'm totally for uh, you know equalizing it with alcohol, which it should have been all along anyway. But uh, again, I'm not really sure your method of testing and uh, what you're going to be doing to. You know. I'm, I, I, listen, I'm <laughs> I'm with you. I'd like I'd like to know how they they, they plan on figuring this out. It's kind of like that uh, the video. Uh, I think it was somebody in it was somebody in Canada where these two people were high driving the car, and the cop comes up to the car and he's like, "Are you high?" No. <laughs> and then he pulls out a package of ding dongs, and they're like, "Oh man!" He's like, "Step out of the car, please." You're under <laughs> it's, the really, influence. it's really pretty easy to to prove. Uh, Just flash a ding dong in some drunk guy's face. Flags will be. Well, I've done that uh, before. And, I bet uh, you have. Yeah. Flags will be flown at half staff uh, today to honor uh, Chicopee's longest-serving police officer who died Wednesday after suffering a heart attack while on duty. Detective Michael J. Dion had been a police officer for 39 years and had been wearing badge number one assigned to the senior patrolman in the department since December 30th, uh, Deputy Jeff Gorin said in a written statement. With esteemed honor, the men and women of the Chicopee Police have bestowed the 2021 Chief's Commendation Award and the 2021 Officer of the Year Award to Senior Patrolman Detective Michael Dion. Mike will be uh, greatly missed by the men and women of the Chicopee Police Department. At the request of Mayor John View, uh, Governor Charlie Baker has ordered the uh, U.S. state and city flags to be lowered to half-staff across Chicopee starting at sunrise in memory of Dion. Dion was working a, a road detail Monday when he suffered a heart attack. This is what we heard the other day. Where right. There's no other details to it. 
and unfortunately, uh, this officer lost his life. He was rushed to Bay State Medical Center in Springfield and was put on life support until his death. His organs will be donated to those who need them, according to Garin. Uh, let's see. Ooh, let's see. Oh, this is a, here's a good one. You ready? I'm ready. We're talking about death and funerals. Midway through the uh, funeral of Lawrence uh, resident uh, Andrew Serrano, a city-owned casket lowering device broke. The casket dropped into the grave and broke apart, sending Serrano's body falling out and causing it to, quote, ooze fluids in a view of horrified uh, family members. Jesus. Now, more than two years after the incident, Serrano's family is suing the city of Lawrence, Perez Funeral Home, and Bellevue Cemetery for $50,000. After the March 9th, uh, 2019 death of Serrano, the family contracted with the Perez Funeral Home to coordinate the bel burial at Bellevue Cemetery during the April 5th burial service. A strap on the casket lowering device broke, sending the casket tumbling into the grave and the body spilling out of it. Not to sound uh, you know, disgusting or insensitive, but aren't most of the fluids in a prepared body kind of removed from the casket before they start lowering things down? Well, you still have embalming fluid that's uh, probably in the I body. Guess. And if uh, you drop something from uh, something that's that heavy from a height, you probably might open a limb or two. Yeah. You know, you never hear of anybody dropping like a cell phone or a contact lens into a grave. Well, you know, no. like during during a, like a ceremony. You, you never see that. You'd want to get that out. Do they let you or do you say, you know, here's a voucher for a brand new phone. And by the way, well, oh, maybe you should uh, just keep one eye closed when you ride home. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that works. Because I'd want to go down and get it. That You know, if I you know, drop my wallet in the grave, I'm like, yeah. can I... Would you mind just just hold my feet while we go down there? Yeah, can you just uh, hold my feet while I just look for my contact? Because <laughs> um, I'm not gonna be able to see a thing. Family members were horrified, visibly distraught, and hysterical as fluids began to ooze from Serrano's corpse. Ugh. Several family members jumped into the grave in an effort to care for the body, which then had to be removed from the grave and brought back to the funeral home. Uh, a few days later, Serrano was buried at the cemetery without incident. I would hope so. The second down. time. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about this, and uh, I remember when my dad passed away. Uh, it's an it's it's a little cemetery in far upstate New York. Right? Okay, so there's not really like it's not like a hustle and bustle of a metro area. You're out in the country, you know? sure. And uh, I don't remember. I just remember going to the 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 cemetery, and the casket. Had it was a stand for the casket that sat over the hole. Yeah, and then they put a drape over it so you can't see down into the hole, and then the casket laid up laid atop the thing. But we didn't watch him get lowered into the grave. No, everybody walks away before that happens. So, so these people were there to watch the entire thing. Did you ever see the TV show Six Feet Under? Yeah, you remember how like in the early episodes it was always like somebody. Who would show up to a, like a, a memorial service, a wake, a funeral, just because they were addicted to those things, yeah. rather than had any kind of, you know, personal connection with the deceased? Right. Sometimes I feel like those are the people that hang around. Oh, like the people who take videos of trains, the train buffs. Yeah, like I they mean, sit there on the end of a train track in a rail yard and just videotape trains going by. Like, like I got a, a full docket of things to yeah. accomplish today. If I were addicted to taking uh, train videos, I'd have to weigh 
what's really important in my life. And I would probably think that the train videos would take a second seat to nearly everything. This was, uh, now that I think about it, I remember uh, when we had to bury my dad, because now we're going to have to do the same with my mom now, right? You know, in the same cemetery. But I remember uh, when we set up the funeral services for my dad and said, hey, we want to bury him here. Uh, they're like, well, you're going to have to wait uh, at least a couple of days. Uh, it's the beginning of fishing season, and the guy who runs that is out fishing today. Really? Yeah. And well, you should was, have seen the one that got away from us. And this was obviously before, like, everybody had a cell phone. So, you know, like, we were just starting to get into that whole cell phone craze. <laughs> so he didn't have one, and he probably wouldn't have had a signal where he was anyway. Wait, listen, I'm sorry for your loss, but it is walleye season. It, it was walleye season. Of course. Yeah. And this guy was out. Sorry. Sorry, folks. Cemetery's closed. Yeah. Dead body outside should have told you. Yeah, I know there's probably like a family burial plot and everything, but mm -hmm. I think with that kind of bad customer service, I'd almost be asking for other places. Uh, you know what? That Like, it's one of those things that everything's slow going in that area. I get you, it. You know, and, and people accept things that normally wouldn't be accepted in the fast-paced world, if you know what I'm talking but about. But, you know, in the in the funeral industry, and, and you know, like, like, yeah, funeral homes are, are, are different because they're very, you know, customer-friendly. But when it comes to, like, cemeteries, they really only need to show good customer service up until the point where you sign the contract. That's true. After that, it's game on. A uh, cow in Brazil that was set to be slaughtered escaped from a farm, went down a water slide, and won its freedom. It happened last Saturday in a town 500 west, miles west of Rio. The uh, cow wandered onto the grounds of a club that's right next door to the farm. The club has a swimming pool with a big curved water slide. The, cl the cow climbed a set of stairs to the top, went halfway down the slide, then stopped. And it just stood there for a while. And there's video of this whole thing, too. It happened at 8.30 in the morning, and uh, employees at the club were just getting to work. So they found it, and their uh, boss thought uh, they were joking when they told them. They ended up coaxing the cow down the slide and into the pool, and it wasn't hurt. The president of the club says he was surprised the slide didn't collapse because the weight limit is around 450 pounds, and a cow weighs well over 700. Right. Uh, the farmer says the cow was supposed to head to the slaughterhouse soon, but will not anymore. He's a local celebrity now, and people uh, keep coming to see him. So he'll get to outlive the rest of his days as a oh, pet that's instead great. of livestock. That's that's a wonderful story. Can you imagine how much that pisses off the rest of the herd? Uh, all, very much so. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's, it's all I had to do to save my life is to get on, uh, in a water slide. That's it. And you didn't even have to cross your arms as you laid on your back down it. <laughs> you stopped halfway through. You didn't even complete the slide on your own. Your local hero. Yeah, Kiss no my. <laughs> Anywho, uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, rainy with a high of 63. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 59. It is 54 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 656 and Steppenwolf on Rock 102. Uh, just a quick update on that situation on i-91 and enfield that the traffic is now moving uh but there was a fatality 
one person is dead after a two-car crash on I-91 northbound in Enfield early this morning. Connecticut State Police confirmed to Western Mass News, not 22 News apparently, that the crash happened near exit 48 around 1 a.m. Uh, I-91 northbound was closed as police worked to clear the accident. The cause of the crash remains under investigation. Uh, Jake Shimabakuro is the uh, Jimi Hendrix of the ukulele. We've uh, we've had him on before. He's got a brand new record out that comes out today, and he's going to be at the Gateway City Arts in Holyoke next week. I think it's Tuesday. the uh, The new album is called Jake and Friends. He's got a bunch of people helping him on it, like Ziggy Marley and Kenny Loggins and John Anderson of Yes and Warren Haynes, and the list goes on and on. It's a pretty impressive uh, lineup of folks, and we'll be talking to him about that in uh, just a couple of minutes. Giddy up. It's 6.57 on Rock 102. Vax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman, Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, that's it. You can forget all about Mac Jones getting an extra target with those pea shooter passes six or seven yards downfield. You can forget all about Bill Belichick exacting a deluge of percolating hostility towards the Cleveland Browns, who once fired him one week after insisting he'd be their coach when they moved to Baltimore. You can forget all about spending $300 on an officially licensed New England Patriots Odell Beckham game jersey at Dick's, because despite the lure of playing for the greatest football organization in the modern era of football, Odell Beckham has decided to sign a one-year contract with the L.A. Rams instead. Now, you might say, the Rams? Why would anybody want to play with the Rams? Hell, while many of you may not be willing to hear this, the Rams happen to be a very good football team. They're 7-2 on the season. They're only one game out of first place behind Arizona, and that sketchy house of cards is about to crumble. And the Rams have a fine young quarterback in Matthew Stafford. And oh yeah, he wouldn't have to face the needless pressure of having to face the Browns like he would have if he had joined the Patriots or Green Bay, who both have Cleveland on their upcoming schedules. No, signing with the Rams actually makes sense. It's almost as if Odell might have put some thought into this decision rather than suddenly finding himself in Cleveland because he was traded there. So how much is Odell getting in this one-year contract? According to sources, the Rams are only going to have to dish out $4.25 million and $3 million of it is all locked up in incentives. In other words, the Rams are getting him on the cheap. But once that year-long contract is over and Odell has, in theory, reproven himself as a game-changing acquisition, then he might as well be able to set his own price and find himself signing a free agent contract with somebody else. But it ain't going to be in Foxborough, and it ain't going to be with the Patriots. And while it's hard to imagine why anybody would want to play anywhere except in New England, given the choice, the Rams are probably a much better option. At least that's what I'm going to keep telling myself. But hey, and never mind yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pull up Rocky's November sales flyer right now on your phone or your, or, com- or your computer. It's loaded with bargains like the Craftsman Pancake Air Compressor, the Air and Snow Throwers, the Weber Gas Grills. Loads of stuff on sale at Rocky's, and it's always at your fingertips at Rockies.com. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 7-Eleven. And Aerosmith on Rock 102. Going to be uh, rainy today and tomorrow. High is 63 for today, 59 for tomorrow. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, years ago when we first had Jake Shimabakuro on the show, we thought, mm, boy, the Jimi Hendrix of uh, ukulele, how cool could this be? And then we heard the guy play, and then you realize, holy crap, this guy may actually be the Jimi Hendrix of the ukulele. Well, at least you're not the uh, the Amy Winehouse of the ukulele. No, no, it's uh, it's nothing like that. Uh, this guy has uh, has put together an album which comes out 
Uh, in fact, today it's already available on uh, your streaming services. And he's going to be at the Gateway City Arts in Holyoke on Tuesday. The brand new record is called Jake and Friends. He's got uh, a couple of his friends joining him, guys like Ziggy Marley and uh, Kenny Loggins and Warren Haynes and Jimmy Buffett and John Anderson of Yes and Michael McDonald from the Dewey Brothers and Willie Nelson and Bette Midler. And the list goes on and on. And he's on the phone that's right now. It's uh, Jake Shimabukuro. Good morning, Jake. How are you? Hey, how's it going? Very good. Back on. Hey, it's great to have you back on the show. Congratulations. Got a brand new record out. And uh, the the highlight of your career, coming to Holyoke, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully things will get better for you, Jake. But uh, no, <laughs> a- a- actually, Gateway City Arts is a really great place. And uh, you're going to be there on... Tuesday of next week for us. Uh, it's a pretty long tour uh, for you, isn't it? Yeah, you know, and I'm so grateful to be back out and having the opportunity to to play music again in front of a live audience. You know, that's it. Oh, it feels so good. But did 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 at least the the pandemic and the time off give you more creativity time? I mean, not that you're not already creative, but more time to kind of you know, step away from the touring aspect and, and focus more on, uh, you, you know, maybe a bigger catalog or something oh. like that. Or were you just, like, jaded and drunk through most of it, like the rest of us were? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely, you know, definitely spent a lot more time in the recording studio. Um, you know, I was doing a lot of writing and, and arranging. And so, you know, this new record, the uh, the Friends record, it's my first collaborative record, but we started it pre-pandemic, but we actually finished it you know during the uh during the lockdown so it was um so it was it was interesting you know to see uh how the project you know started and then how it how it uh how we wrapped it up but um but i'm so excited about you know working with with all my heroes and being able to collaborate with them yeah. and be in the studio with them it was just awesome you know jake i want to ask you about that because uh you know uh I don't know if I've got that many friends in the world that would be willing to help me do anything. Never mind the uh, the lineup of people that you got here. I mean, everybody from uh, everybody from you know Vince Gill to Ziggy Marley to John Anderson to Yes to Bette Midler to Willie Nelson. In fact, I was just listening to the uh, version of Stardust that you did with Willie. I was like, the the lineup of talent that you got on this record is absolutely bananas. I mean. How did you go? I mean, were these people that you knew or these people that that knew of you? I mean, how did this all work together? Yeah, you know, a, a lot of it. I and, and I know exactly what you mean, because the album, in my opinion, should have been called Jake Shumbukuro Dreams Come True, you know, <laughs> something like that, because I mean, that's that's what it feels like, you know, and a lot of these um, a lot of the artists on the on the record. um they, I worked with them before, like either uh, we performed together um, in the past or uh, like Warren Haynes, you know, I, a couple years ago, um, I, I, he invited me to do his, you know, his Christmas jam. So I got to do that with him. Um, you know, Jimmy Buffett, you know, we, I've been touring with him off and on, you know, for the last six or seven years. And, you know, so it was just, um, so a lot of them were people I worked with before, so it was easier to ask. But, you know, but it's hard, right, to get to just even have the courage to ask someone to come and, and record a song with you on, on, on your own record, you know, so that this is a completely different thing, something I've never done before. But what was so, um, what helped was um, 
Ray Benson, you know, from Asleep at the Wheel, when he agreed to co-produce this record with me, the first phone call he made was to Willie Nelson. And two months later, there we are in the studio with Willie Nelson recording Stardust, you know. And <laughs> after that was done, it just gave the project credibility and momentum. And, you know, so, I mean, yeah, because of, of, of Willie Nelson, you know, he was the first one to jump on board. Wow. I mean, and, I mean, and I'm just asking this. I don't know what you do in your spare time, and really that's up to you, but could you sense a a waft of something off of Willie as he's performing with you or the, yeah. or, or was this, or was this all file sharing and you couldn't yeah. smell him from where you were? You know, honestly, I, I mean, I, I, I have so much respect for him and, and appreciation because, you know, he knows that I do a lot of work with kids, you know, with, uh, with, you know, staying drug free and things like that. And, you know, he, he did not light up anything in the studio wow. at, at all, you know, and, um, yeah, I mean, he's really the, the, the coolest, most thoughtful uh, person, man. And I was just really blown away. By you, know, you know what a lot of people don't realize about Willie Nelson, and it is absolutely true, is he's an amazing guitar player. Like, like really oh. amazing at what he that guy has done throughout the course of his career. Yeah, he's, um, I mean, his just the way that he plays, you know, his, his melodic playing, his his sense of phrasing and his ideas are just unbelievable. And, and that's, that's what threw me because when we were going to record Stardust, I thought he was going to play guitar, you know? So I was like, Oh, you know, I was like, I was, I was, I was like, okay, okay, good. You know, cause I knew he would, he would play and sing and then I could just like do little fills or, you know, take a little <laughs> solo or do an intro thing. You could but just, then uh, yeah. the night, the night before the studio, he, you know, I, I met him at his house and then, uh, he was like, oh, you know, we, we should we should run through the tune. So I was like, oh, okay, okay. And he didn't have his guitar. And then I realized, oh, he's just going to sing. So I, <laughs> I felt so much pressure because I was like, oh, my goodness, you know, I'm going to have to, you know, hold down the, 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 the chords and the song, right, so he can sing over it. And I was so nervous, man. And, you know, we when we recorded in the studio, we were standing like two feet away from each other. And I was just watching him like a hawk. So I did not, wow. so I wouldn't yeah. miss, you know, where, where he was, but he is, he is such a stellar musician. And, and I love the way how he sings, you know, sometimes, sometimes like a, like a beat or two ahead or a beat or two behind, you know, sometimes like, like it almost feels like he's jumping a whole measure ahead, you know, but he always knows exactly where he is. Oh yeah. So intentional and musical and, yeah, and it just turned out beautifully. I mean, I love the way that track turned out. But you've also got you know great singers like uh, you know Kenny Loggins and you know Michael McDonald and like I said, you know uh, John Anderson. Yes, and then you also got a couple versions of uh, of like you know get together with Jesse Colin Young, who we've had on the show uh, last year, and uh, and even Bette Midler. You're doing the Rose. I mean, you you know, talk about you know taking on a a, a big time song. I mean, you, there's there's nothing in this album that you're afraid to do. That's for damn sure. Oh no, thanks, man, and I'm glad you you mentioned Jesse Colin Young and Bette Midler, you know, because uh, well, Bette Midler, we did the Rose, which was you know, Bette Midler was my mom's favorite singer, and my mom used to sing the Rose to me as a kid, you know. So I mean, I remember when I brought because I didn't tell my mom I was recording with Bette Midler, and then we recorded it in L.A., and then when I brought the track home, it was just a rough cut. 
But I, I went to my mom's house and I said, oh, mom, here, you know, check, check this out. I just recorded this. And, you know, it starts with the ukulele and she's listening. And then as soon as Beth started singing, right, my mom's eyes like lit up and she's like, who's singing? I said, oh, mom, that's Beth Midler. And she was like, no way. And it, so she was she was totally blown away. And then uh, did she say uh, all those ukulele lessons, all of those that time I spent supporting your career and you couldn't let me even see Bette Midler? You couldn't bring Bette Midler to the house? What kind of prodigal son are you? Oh, my goodness. You're totally right. Yeah, I bet. She probably made you take out the trash for the next three days when you were visiting her. But, oh, but, man. But yeah. you, got, you got a little sample for us uh, this morning? Uh, I, I, I heard, yeah, I heard yeah. it in the background. and I, You know, yeah, well, I mean, you know, uh, well, once again, Bet is not here with me. <laughs> but... Well, I won't play the part of Bet yeah, if that's what don't. you're expecting. You don't want to hear that. No, but we we, we do like to hear your work. Well, here's here's a here's a little bit of the uh, of the rose. Um... Sounds way better when when Bet's singing it. No, nah, that, that's, nah, that, that sounds, sounds pretty good. When's pretty the uh, Jake Shimabukaro metal album coming out? Oh, the metal, yeah, the, the metal <laughs> record, man. I got I got to work on that. One. Come on, I can I can see <laughs> yeah, you doing like a yeah, whole I, side of just Black Sabbath, you know, Master of Puppets, Ma- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some little Metallica. That'd be right. terrific. Yeah, I, I, I'm working on my. <laughs> I like it. To be honest, honest, that's less obnoxious than having Yngwie sing it, do it himself, which is great. (laughs) Jake, congratulations! Congratulations on the new record, Jake and Friends. It is uh, it is out now, and you're going to be at the Gateway City Arts on Tuesday of next week. It's going to be a a great show, Jake. It's always good to talk to you, and best of luck. Uh, Thank you so much. I appreciate the support and. You know, you guys are always always so supportive. So thank you. Thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, Holyoke. It's going to be fun. Be good, good night. You're, you're the only person that's ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've heard others say it. Oh, okay. And Once they were right. Now. Jake Jimmy yeah. great to talk to you. All right. Take care. Aloha. <laughs> Bax and Steve Nagel on Rock 102. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. It's 726 of Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 63. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 59. It's 54 in downtown Springfield. Yeah, if you ever missed the Bax and O'Brien show uh, with Steve Nagel, you can check out the Bax and O'Brien Daily Podcast available on Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly from BaxandO'Brien.com. Also, be sure to check out Baxi's musical podcast next week. I'm really excited about this. We'll be talking to John Flansberg. From Massachusetts' very own, they might be giants. They got a, a brand new record out uh, called Book. Uh, it also comes with a book, which is also called uh, Book. And they're coming to the Academy of Music in March and, in Northampton and also Mass Mocha in September in North Adams. So uh, John Flansberg will be available on BaxnoBrian.com starting on Monday morning on uh, Rock102.com. I got to tell you, uh, you know, uh, Dom Sarno uh, is, uh, you know, what do you, what do you think of his politics or not? He's a very uh, cordial gentleman. Without a you know doubt. I mean, he's a very nice guy. He left me a very nice voicemail this morning. 
uh, offering condolences on the on the passing of my mom. And uh, he even he even did it the yo Nagel, Maya Dom Dom. I am so sorry for your loss, but don't ever let your mother cross you. My mother crossed me once. Once. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I do I do I do appreciate that. He's a he's a very stand up guy. That's awesome. Uh, when it comes to to manners and uh, you know it's like it's like is it one of those guys that sends out thank you cards? Like I, do you send out thank you cards anymore? Like do you, like I don't. you know I we we sent out thank you cards you know after our wedding, but generally speaking, nobody gives me anything to thank them for. So yeah. uh, I'm not one of these guys that you know writes random notes to people and and sends them. I, mean, I realize the probably the polite thing to do, but no, I I rarely ever send thank you notes. Uh, I I. I Show you appreciation in other ways. Well, I mean, do you send thank you cards for uh, bereavement cards? Like, do you have to? Like, like you don't. Thank have you to. for bereaving along with me. I well, don't, thank I don't you know. for your uh, acknowledgement of my, uh, you know, of my, of my loss. You know, I think uh, social media has replaced a lot of that. I think so. Yeah, you know, with comments and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, if. Like for example, when it's your birthday on on Facebook, you lose all control of your Facebook for a full day. Yeah. So yeah, I make sure I try to acknowledge everybody that wished me a happy birthday. Right. At the very least, but uh, you know, writing a thank you card to everybody. No, I don't. I don't think that's realistic. That was one of, in that clip of uh, Larry David with uh, Funkhauser. Uh, who? <laughs> what was his name? Dave. Um, Dave Einstein. Uh, Einstein. Yeah, well, that was Einstein was his name. Super it was Super, Super Dave, Dave Osborne was Os- his character. Osborne, that's but his real name is Dave Einstein. He's, He's uh, the brother of Albert Albert Brooks, so, who is also Albert Einstein. So his mother dies in the episode, and then uh, he uh, runs into Larry on the street, and Larry says, "You know, I uh, I left you a call of condolence yesterday, and I never got an acknowledgement that you received it." <laughs> And he's like, I got a lot going on, Larry. I'm an orphan. He's like, you can't be an orphan at 70 years old. But I kind of like the idea that I'm an orphan now. And my sister's name is Ann, so she calls herself Little Orphan Orphan Annie. Annie. Why not? Why not? It's 729. News is next for Rock 102. 734 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering a free down payment coupon valued up to $1,400. Call today and mention Rock 102 for this special offer. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Here's something we uh, will not get to in Hollywood trash. I can guarantee that. Okay. Probably because there's just so much stuff in Hollywood trash that uh, I can't fit this in. It's it, it's just too much to squeeze into. A, like like a, it's, you got like yeah, ten pounds of stuff for a five pound bag. Right. Uh, what is it? Graham? How do you say it? Graham. Graham Edge. The like drummer. The cra- like the cracker. You ever had a Graham cracker? Yeah. Oh, a Graham cracker. I love Graham. Crackers. No, it's a, a Graham with uh, with chocolate and marshmallow and making a. Making a s'more. Yes, a s'more. But anyway, Graham Edge will be coming down for he, breakfast, no s'more. Yeah. no, Very good, Bax. Thank I like you. that. Thank you. Anyway, drummer and co-founder of the Moody Blues has died. He was 80 years old. When when did he die? Uh, he died uh, yesterday, but his services will be on Tuesday afternoon. The band's frontman, Justin Hayward, confirmed Edge's death uh, Thursday on the group's website, the cause of his death has not been revealed. 80 so, years old, man. Makes you think. It really does. Well, I'm, my mom was 78, you know. 
in the ballpark. You get you get you get around that area, you're going to start having problems. Sometimes, yes. It depends on who well, you are. Everybody's different. Everybody, uh, not everybody. Uh, I know eighty year olds that are just. Well, you told me about the guy yesterday dry, dry, walking up on your roof. He was eighty nine years old. Eighty seven, yeah, eighty seven years old. You know, with the you know, with the uh, with the with the tar shingles on his back, going up that down that ladder like he was a guy fifty years younger, and uh, probably uh, going, "What the hell is this guy living here? Not taking care of any of his stuff?" Oh, I'm sure that's what he was saying. Like, who's that fat kid on the ground looking at me like I'm? Like I'm sort of Superman. <laughs> Who is this guy? Who is this man? <laughs> what kind of lazy homeowner is this? Uh, anyway, uh, 91 North in Enfield was closed this morning, but has since reopened. The highway was closed at exit 48 because of a crash, and there was a detour uh, using the off and on ramps of exit 48. At least two cars could be seen badly damaged and scattered across uh, each lane. One man was killed in that accident. No other injuries were reported that this time there was no hmm. other information available. But, uh, you know, thanks to 22 News for updating that story like two minutes ago versus the broken link that they had at 6 a.m. of saying, uh, serious accident on 91, you try to click the link and it just brings you back to the homepage. Which isn't helpful when it comes to trying to figure out, should I try to avoid the area? It's not helpful at all. No. Uh, if you have any business or pending transactions with the RMV, you are highly encouraged to get it done today or it will have to wait until Sunday afternoon. New technology upgrades at the RMV will prevent local residents from making any transactions for about 35 hours over the weekend. So if you uh, need to get your, uh, your license renewed, mm -hmm. uh, you better do it now. Yeah, you need to renew your registration. You better do it now. But you realize if you tell everybody to do it right now, what's going to happen is you're going to have everybody trying to do it right now, no. which means it gums up the line for hours at a time. You know, I uh, I would I guess that you would get some sort of uh, you know break from a cop if your license expired. You had no idea that this the website was going to be down. Yeah, Steve, and then totally all of a sudden you go uh, you go try to renew it and you can't. Yeah, you know, it it always depends on the cop. Like if you tell like if you got like a broken taillight and you say that's so weird, officer, that you would pull me over now. I was right on my way to uh, to an auto parts store to do it myself. What are the odds, officer? <laughs> Sorry, I uh, I couldn't get this done in time. Yeah, that's when I would flash the cop some thigh, which, by the way, has not worked once. Mass DOT is reporting web transactions, my RMV online transactions, online access to the RMV system, and motor vehicle inspections will be unavailable while they migrate to a new infrastructure platform. The outage will last from 1 a.m. tomorrow morning until noon on Sunday. So you better get your stuff in. Guess so. Uh, let's see, uh, I'm, I'm just a little, uh, uh, in disarray here this morning. Well, you got I, a lot uh, going on, uh, I do on, the, on the plate on, today. But, uh, you know, I'm, I should be more organized than I am Steve, right now. Steve, you, you let a rodent into your house. You know, you're going into a very, very busy weekend. You've just had a family tragedy. I mean, no one's got any expectations of you today. You're talking, the family tragedy is bringing the guinea pig into the house. Well, what did you think I was talking about? Well, by the death of my mom, but I think, well, that just that just happens all the time. That's that's the, the circle of life. Right. Now you're bringing a rodents into the house. And the circle of life continues, there doesn't it? There you go. Two men from Holyoke were arrested early Thursday morning after officers found a firearm as well as throwing stars and an assortment of knives during a traffic stop for running a red light. 
According to Holyoke Police Captain Matthew Moriarty, officers pulled over a black Hyundai near the intersection of Appleton and Maple Streets after the driver ran through a red light around 2.30 a.m. Thursday. Is a black Hyundai typically your uh, stereotypical ninja-style vehicle? Well, yeah, you don't want anybody to see you that you're driving up on them. That's the whole idea I of being a ninja. I suppose. I, I thought they'd be a little bit more stealth than that. No one knows you're there. Hollywood doesn't seem to be the kind of place that uh, lends itself very well to a lot of ninja in. No, there's never really a whole lot of like a ninja uh, facility out there. I don't know? seem to think there's like a lot of call for ninjas around, uh, say, like the flats. What about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah, but see, that was created in in, uh, in Northampton, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, maybe there's more elbow room in Northampton for throwing stars and nunchucks and stuff. The uh, passenger, 32-year-old Luis Vendrell of Holyoke. Uh, oh, like Lu- Luther Vandross. See, I was thinking of Barbara Mandrell. Oh, very. that's even better. Yeah. Exited the vehicle and was then arrested after an officer noticed a firearm where he was sitting. Hey, did that gum come, gun come out of your butt? <laughs> no. What are you talking about? That gun, uh, oh, it was one of those flying guns. It must have just flown right in the window. Right. Sorry. All magnetic. Uh, a vehicle inventory was done, and police uh, located the shurikens. Those are what throwing stars are called. Really? Because I just thought they were called throwing stars. Uh, ten knives and sheaths and a double-sided ring knife. <laughs> where are where are people? Not a cutlery. Uh, cutlery. I can't say that word. Cutlery. Cutlery. Say say it with me. Cutlery. cutlery. I can't. Uh, where are people getting uh, your throwing stars and uh, your your ring knives? Uh, Big Al's uh, throwing knives and uh, and knives and sheath store. What about those uh, full body ninja costumes? Are those available year round or well, just around Halloween? Well, those are at uh, Big Al's uh, uh, ninja costume store. Didn't there used to be a store in the Holyoke Mall or Holyoke Crossing called Just Ninjas? I believe it was Just Ninjas. Uh, Joanne's Ninjas. Right. Yeah. Orange Julius Ninjas. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's uh, right. You can you can have a drink that doesn't taste all that great, but still uh, be stealth and not see uh, it. Ninja Navy. Uh, banana Ninja. There you go. Yeah. It's all kind of, it's, and they're all located within the Hampshire Mall. <laughs> Bed, Bath, and Ninjas. Yeah, yeah. See, the Hampshire Mall, that's the place to be right now. Um, let's see. Uh, I got more stuff. I promise. I promise I got more stories. Again, for you. Steve, the, the, your expectations today should uh, should not be that high. Yeah, but I, I have a level of somewhat professionalism that I should be a little bit more prepared. Can I ask a, a, a difficult question? Yeah. Since when? Uh, well, uh, like five minutes ago. Okay, yeah. well then that's fine. I just, want to, <laughs> I just want to know what the starting date was to prepare myself. Yeah, it was recently. It was very recent, like this morning. <laughs> Flags will be flown at half-staff today to honor Chickabee's longest-serving police officer who died Wednesday after suffering a heart attack while on duty. Detective uh, Michael J. Dion had been a police officer for 39 years and had been wearing badge number one assigned to the senior patrolman in the department since December 30th. That's according to Deputy Chief Gorin said in a written statement. With esteemed honor, the men and women of the Chicopee Police Department have bestowed the 2021 Chief's Commendation Award and the 2021 Officer of the Year Award to Senior Patrolman Detective Michael Dion. Uh, Mike will be greatly missed uh, by the men and women of the Chicopee Police Department. At the request of Mayor View, 
Governor Charlie Baker has ordered U.S. state and uh, city flags to be lowered to half staff across Chicopee starting uh, at sunrise today. So that's already uh, in place. Dion was working at a road detail Monday when he suffered a heart attack. He was rushed to Bay State Medical Center in Springfield and was put on life support until his death. His organs will be donated to those who need them, mm. uh, according to Garin. But uh, sad day in the uh, Chicopee Police Department. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, obviously you don't, it's not you're losing an officer in the death of a, some sort of altercation or incident, wow. <clears throat> uh, but it's still it's still sad nonetheless. You know, without a doubt. Um, I got other stuff here, Bex. I'm telling you. Now I'm waiting. I uh, I got it. I got it right here. Let it rip, Steve. I'm I'm Don't going hold back. Uh, hey, you know what? What? This is a good topic. Is age really just a number? Or is that something old people say to make their old wrinkly cells feel relevant? You know, I used to think that uh, it was uh, just that. It was something that old people say when they felt like uh, their time was short. But then, once you get to a certain age, you hold on to that like grim death. Like, you never want to let that go. In my mind, I still have the same kind of uh, attitude I had when I was 18 years old. But my body is screaming, no, you don't. Yeah. Well, I try to keep myself youthful by, like, picking up big, giant weights and stuff. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I, I, I try to kick it across the floor, assuming my knee isn't too sore to do so. In a new survey of people 65 and older, 72% say they feel younger than they are. Half said they feel younger than 50. After And getting older isn't uh, all bad. 84% say they've more or less embraced the aging process, and the average age age you stop caring so much about it is 43 yeah. which i am it's true just turned 43 i could care less about getting older you know it's funny it's like if uh, if like the kids or my wife say uh you know what do you want for your birthday yeah and i don't have an answer it's like well i i, I really don't need anything how about if i am allowed to take a nap uninterrupted a nap. Be, that would be good for me it's all i need yeah. how about how about dinner how about we eat something and then say an hour or two later, I start uh, going to bed. Did I, like, That's all I need. I find myself uh, going to bed much earlier and earlier every year. Oh, yes. Like uh, now I'm like, I'm in like the 745 range now. Typically, I would stay up until 10 o'clock. I was doing the same thing for yeah. years. And then. Then I said, no, it's going to be nine. Then it was like, I'm in bed by eight. Well, then like by seven, I'm starting to, you know, take the shoes off and get comfortable. I'm in, I'm in bed by 745. Right. For the most part during the week. Uh, my kids don't really go to bed until like 830, 845. So they're the ones closing up shop? Well, they're closing up shop, and which is fine because they're getting to the age where they can, you know, be self-sufficient. And again, I'm not asleep yet. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I can't fall asleep when I can hear a TV going or, you know, uh, two, you're at the two wind girls down. arguing yeah. over something. Yeah, you're you know? at the wind-down stage. Yes. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it's it's nice to just want to go to bed. I'm telling you, that's if you wanted to know what to get me for a birthday or Christmas— that's really all I want anymore. I don't need things. I'm I'm all set with things. I just uh, you know I think about the lifestyle I had 20 years ago, and you know it was like, hey, how late can I stay up before I have to go to work? You know, let's get massively drunk before your 7 a.m. shift. You know what I mean? Like that, that was 
that was the way of the world back then. Now it's completely different. It's like, oh God, I just want to take a melatonin and some sleepy time tea. And That's go to it. Sleep. That's it. Uh, according to the poll, here are the five best things about getting older: uh, having more free time. All right. Do you like your free time? I do like my free time. Uh, retiring. You're almost there. I'm. Uh, you got about I, ten years left. Yeah, in about uh, like nine, nine and a half. Uh, being able to relax more. See, I don't really see that because your life changes and adapts to whatever. Like you're always going to be busy doing something if you choose, I guess, to yeah, do that. I, I got to tell you, the Baxendales have become very, very good at kicking back and relaxing. That's that is like if if you could convince people that that's some form of exercise. Yeah, we'd be fooling a lot of people because we do it very well. That's true. Spending more quality time with your family. Depending on which family you're talking about, <laughs> what what do you mean by quality time? Who's who's the one oh. determining that it's a quality amount of oh, time? I mean, I love spending time with uh, with my girls. Sure, you know, me they're, too. They're they're fun. They're fun kids to hang out with. Right. I'm going to be in a setting uh, probably within the next week of where I'm forced to hang out with everybody. That's right. It's like, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, this is so nice to be together. <laughs> and then you always got that one family member. It's like, let's all go have dinner together. Uh, I'm sorry. I have an appointment. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got emergency <laughs> surgery that day. Yes. Uh, somebody else has died. I need to go to that funeral. Oh, really? Who? I don't know yet. I'll find somebody. Know. It was somebody. It was uh, it was the the, one, the lady that I thought was my mom. <laughs> I have to go to her funeral. She's a, she's down the street. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast, which is brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Uh, Fogbuster is velvety smooth and never bitter uh, because it's air roasted. And you can taste the difference yourself by picking up the black and white can and every Big Y Express. It's going to be rainy today with a high of 63. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 59. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Attention, New England. Leah Toyota. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 756 and ZZ Top on Rock 102. It's going to rain all day long. It's a high of 63 today. It's going to rain tomorrow as well for the Bright Nights Ball. Yes. But we'll be undercover. Yeah, well, room. they never force us to go outside. In the room of the ball. That's right. The ball room. It's uh, 54 in downtown Springfield. Mayflower Marathon is coming up, uh, and it's right around the corner. In fact, it begins Monday, November 22nd, and goes until Wednesday, the 24th at 10 a.m. It's a 52-hour long broadcast. For those of you who have never heard anything about this, we've only been doing it for like the last, uh, ooh, I don't know, 27, 28 years, uh, what have you. The goal is to fill three 48-foot trailers with non-perishable foods that will go to the Springfield Open Pantry. Now, last year, we only could uh, manage to do cash donations because of COVID. We were stuck here in the studio. Still chances for you to donate money. In fact, money oftentimes goes further than uh, canned goods, and you can donate that, uh, make that donation at rock102.com. Uh, thanks to all of our many sponsors this year, uh, which include Big Y World Class Markets, Capital Moving and Storage, Manny's Appliances, Xfinity, Camping World of West Hatfield, and many more. Get all the details at rock102.com. It's the Mayflower Marathon brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Liberty Bank, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. 
Uh, yeah, getting. I, I got my. Uh, I got my tux ready. Got my shoe. I got bought shoes yesterday. That you was, did. That was the other thing. I, I bought the shoes before I bought the guinea pig. Are these uh, tuck like, shoes or like just regular nice dress shoes? They're nice dress shoes, and uh, you know, I could. I went to Kohl's yesterday. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if it's the supply chain thing or just like they're pushing to make sure you buy stuff online, but they had jack squat for uh, for for selection of really? shoes. Kohl's. Yeah. Coles. They're usually pretty stocked up good. They usually are, but uh, today uh, or yesterday they were not. I'll be damned. Well, they have more like sneakers and stuff, and then they have a very limited selection of sort of dress shoes. Yeah, I'm 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 wearing the the my my wedding shoes because I, I had some real nice dress shoes. Yeah, that are like now almost thirty years old, but they're in tremendous shape. But I can't wear them for more than an hour because my feet start screaming in them. Oh yeah, so I can't wear those anymore. Yeah, I went to the uh, the big and fat store yesterday. Did you? And uh, got me some of them comfy uh, size thirteens because my uh, my feet are huge. You got thirteen hooves? I do. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes a fourteen, depending on what kind of day it is. Yeah, like if you're starting to swell. Yeah. Yeah. You, now I get that. You know what they say about big feet? You spend a lot more on shoes. That's what they say. It's true. Yeah. It's because uh, that whole penis thing is wrong. Oh, yeah. No, that's a misnomer completely. It's 759 at Rock 102. If New England starts. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and Joan Jett on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 63. Tomorrow, uh, rainy again with a high of 59. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, as we told you uh, before, uh, Mayflower Marathon coming up, starting to uh, add some of the. Uh, Starting to add some of our guests. It's looking pretty good. We're getting there. Uh, everything is uh, coming together. And, of course, uh, next week you're going to have to endure uh, Scott Cohen and Scott Zolak uh, until we uh, figure things out. Too many Scots. A lot of Scots, but we'll be talking about uh, quite a lot of football over the next couple of days. I so. think we can drop one of those Scots. I don't know if we can drop any Scots at this point. Not yet, anyway. Well, aren't we? Uh, don't we decide what goes on on this program? Can we decide <laughs> to drop that Cohen guy? I think you've. Uh, I think you know the answer yeah. to that question. There are some you can say yes, and some you can say no. You ever? Do uh, you ever plan a? You ever get? You ever get a? You ever get a group text? All the time. Do you ever plan a funeral with, during a group text? Uh, no, I actually have not been involved in a lot of funeral planning. Yeah, as I was, uh, as I mentioned earlier this morning, my uh, my mother, after a battle with uh, Alzheimer's and dementia, passed away yesterday afternoon. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's weird because uh, like I kind of came to terms with it, you, you know, about a year ago. Sure. When you realize that this person was never going to be the same person that you. That you knew, right? Uh, she was sharp as a tack, and you know, uh, was a was a <clears throat> registered nurse for years. worked uh, worked the ER, worked overnights, uh, really worked hard to support her family. And uh, you know, it was sad to see somebody who was so sharp at some point not being able to, you know, even remember what the day was, right? What the, today's date was doesn't make it any easier, but no. you know, you do get a chance to come to grips with closure before it happens it doesn't uh, but my siblings and i are all spread across the eastern seaboard you know none of us really live close to each other right but i think my closest sister is about maybe uh, 60 miles away uh from here but my mom had lived in florida and then uh, she you know after she had a stroke uh, three years ago at my house she moved in we we decided that the best place for her to be would be my sister's house in atlanta 
because she had nursing experience. She was well-versed. She was also picked by my mother to be her health care uh, proxy and to okay. make all the decisions for her and everything. And uh, and I was the guy to be in charge of all the, the finances, which was a complete mistake. Complete mistake. You don't want to be the uh, the power of attorney? No, because you know what? I think uh, I think when people think like, yeah, you know what? I could do that job. You don't want to do that job because it's like managing a company. Well, you've also and, and uh, yeah, like in in my family, it's me and my sister, and you know I think we'll when the time comes, mm-hmm. I think we'll be fine. But I think when you are involved in larger families, yeah, like when there's multiple siblings, yeah, like there's, a lot, there's five of you, five of us, yeah, yeah. I think when that happens. It's just natural that everybody has, I don't want to say an agenda, but their own opinions, sometimes even strong opinions. Well, and and not all of those opinions are shared between everybody else. I have uh, learned, especially through uh, the grieving process that I've already gone through, um, I've learned that you have to kind of just take a step back right, and let people... Let people be what they're going to be because everybody is gre- everybody grieves differently. This is a, one of the many points that uh, is discussed at, at, at Rick's place that I'm so very fond of. Right. Uh, the, the, the organization that I that I uh, now I'm on the board for. But uh, that that is one of the things. Everybody grieves differently. There's no right or wrong way to do it. You know, some people cry. Some people don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're like you can't judge somebody's level of caring based on if they're crying or not because they're you know my mother uh for, I, I don't think i ever saw her cry she was one of those people who did so much for everything else mm-hmm. for everybody else you didn't and, disappoint her to a degree where you just uh, made her cry oh i i disappointed her on many occasions yeah but uh maybe because she, i know i mean i know i have but maybe she cried privately you know but uh mm. you know i remember when my dad passed away years ago, it, like she didn't seem to have much emotion towards it, uh, but she did. You, you know, you you can't dismiss that. You you can't dismiss the fact that somebody's not showing emotion. Well, she must have mean... missed his warmth and and uh, and, and, and congenial manner. Well, you know, it was funny because <laughs> <laughs> my sister and I were talking about this yesterday. When my grandmother died, I was about probably 11 when my grandmother died. Right. And it was the only grandparent that I'd known because I'm much younger than all my siblings. I was like an accident that came along. That would explain quite a lot. And I remember uh, my dad sitting there, uh, you know, uh, drunkenly crying over the death of his own mother. Right. And uh, saying out loud, I'm all alone in this world. And I'm like, really, that's something your life partner and your family want to hear. Thank you so much. Have You've been introduced to your five children? I'm all alone in this world. Really? (laughs) You had drunk sex at least five times. (laughs) What are you talking about? You got all these kids running around. You've never been alone a day in your life. Uh, But, you know, there's right now it's amicable. You know, everything is very amicable. We were sharing pictures back and forth. It was the first time that I was like in months have like welcomed the group text. Right, because it's like, oh, I forgot about that picture. Or I forgot about uh, you know this or that. Uh, but uh, you know, it's it's amicable right now. I don't foresee that lasting very long. <laughs> 
And it's gonna, it's probably gonna turn a tad ugly at some point yeah. because somebody's gonna have some sort of, you know, a protest to whatever you're doing. Right. And well, you know, I I know a lot of people have gone through some pretty rough stuff, especially over the last you know few years. You know, losing yeah. you know spouses and children and 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 other loved ones or whatever. Yeah. And you know, the thing that you know that I have always believed is that you know you're right, and everyone, everyone grieves differently. But more importantly, no one has the right to try to correct the way you grieve. No, no, nobody, not, not at all. Nobody yeah. has the right to say your grief is more real than than somebody else's. You just you know you know, you stay out of their way. You make yourself a, yeah. available when they're ready, and that's about as much as you can really truly and, do. And, and that's how I'm approaching this yeah. because it's easy, especially when you're involved with close loved ones. Yeah how easy it can be to become a heated argument about something. And it's usually something trivial. And it's usually not about you or about the specific thing they're talking about, but it's oftentimes about something else motivating those feelings. It's about their own grief or guilt or whatever whatever they're going through. Um, but, uh, I forgot what I was going to, so this is like an, this is going to be like an elaborate like process because, so my mother lived in Florida. You know, she lived up here for the longest time. She lived in Florida uh, when she retired, and then uh, and then she lived in Georgia for the last three years uh, of her life. Well, the plot uh, thickens, by the way. The plot clearly for, for the uh, the gravestone and all that stuff is in upstate New York. So we're gonna have to like transport her. Uh, you have to pay for all that. It's not um, a cheap process to to do all this. First class or coach? Uh, I believe cargo. Really? Yeah. Don't you, you don't think need... she's worth full first class? I'm sure she's worth first class, but uh, uh, the airline won't allow that, especially if you're not wearing a mask. I don't think they put a mask on the cadaver. Do you? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know if you not. have to. Uh, but it, it's going to be a like kind of a lengthy uh, process uh, to get all this done. And we did this for my dad. My dad died in Florida. Okay. We flew him up here to have a wake at uh, Samson over in 16 Acres. Okay. And then uh, had the funeral company drive his body to upstate New York where he uh, was in his final resting place. Really? It was called the Don Nagel Tour of 2003. (laughs) We all had T-shirts. You know, do you? Uh, but had a big martini on the front. But they right. But they yeah. uh, they flew his body. They flew his body, and uh, what they didn't do was strap his arms down. So then, by the time uh, uh. it was time to go, because you get the family gets to see the body before everybody else does at the wake. Sure. And his arms were sticking straight out in the air like it was a zombie. Ew, Jesus. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder if this was like uh, that was like the. Somebody saw that and uh, wrote The Walking Dead. Not to seem insensitive, I'm asking this because I have absolutely no experience. You in really this can't whatsoever. offend me. I, I've been through enough that, I, that there really doesn't be a, anything as insensitive. If you are transporting a body, that's insensitive. On a plane, yeah. Do you go through baggage claim to pick him up? Yes, uh, when they come around the carousel. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. that could really that could really gum things up on and that ha- uh, conveyor. And you have to check the bags because all the cadavers look exactly like the other cadavers. Yeah, you, know? you got to check the tags. Yeah, you got to put a scarf or something on the end of it to make to denote <laughs> maybe like a pom pom or something that says this is my this casket. This is my casket, right? Uh, but we did that. We did that whole. Uh, we did that whole tour, and. Uh, 
you know, we're going to have to do this again in, in some aspect. Not the driving four hours from, you know, Massachusetts to, right. to, uh, to upstate New York. Will you have uh, someone to watch the guinea pig? Yes. My girlfriend uh, already volunteered to watch the guinea pig. Well, you better hold on to that. You better hold on to that, sweet honey, right there. Oh yeah, hey, uh, well, she takes the guinea pig duty right away. That's well, that's saying something. Because a part of me was thinking, who the hell's gonna want to watch this? Like, you know, and that and that's my life. You know, I just I just get this thing. <laughs> and and I was, this I was, happens. I was gonna call my mother. Uh, you know, I would have. Uh, you know, if I could still speak to her, I'd say, uh, "Excuse me, this was a very inconvenient time for you to pass." <laughs> Could you have waited until, until at least after Thanksgiving? And we haven't even got all the supplies yet. Yeah, so uh, it's it's gonna be. Uh, at least she's taking care of it. Uh, she she's awesome, and she's she's gonna be uh, taking care of it at her home. And then the dog will go elsewhere. But uh, we're gonna have to. This is gonna be a whole production. We're gonna need cameras over here and lights <laughs> over here. That's it. I'm off the project. But the the group text. I can't stand the group texts. I know. I cannot stand it, the group text. And in any other group text, you could just leave the group. Yeah. And but just, in a situation like this, you have to remain for at least a little while until well, all the arrangements are made. Here's the most annoying thing about the group text is that some of us have iPhones and some of us don't. So the ones that do, and I don't do this, but <laughs> two out of five that do, hello, they do that, I liked your comment. Yes. So you get a string of messages saying that Anne liked uh, that last comment or loved that photo. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, and I, I open up the phone, there's 26 messages. Will you stop doing it? Stop you, doing that. At, at any point have you been uh, compelled to say, sorry, new phone, who is this? Yeah, sorry, new phone, who this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just walking in yeah. here. What happened? Enough with the liking of the comments. Mom would have wanted it that way. It's 824 with Bax and It's 828 with Bax and O'Brien of Rock 102. Uh, let's see. If you uh, if you missed any part of today's show, check out the Bax and O'Brien Daily Podcast, available on Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, and uh, Stitcher, and Spotify. Uh, Baxi's Musical Podcast coming up on Monday. John Flansburg from They Might Be Giants. You can check that out. Starting on Monday, and don't forget, on Sunday night here at Rock 102 at 9, it's Baxi's Musical Fun Bag brought to you by Country Nissan. I'll have uh, the Violent Femmes, X, the Mekons, UB40, Husker Du, and a lot more. It's Rock 102's loudest hour, 9 o'clock, Sunday night, just before Little Steven's Underground Garage in Rock 102. Husker Du? Yes. Well, look at you, getting oh. all the big ones. Oh. Well, yeah, Steve, I, I play uh, I play whatever I can. I like that German music. It's not German, they're from Minneapolis. Why do they call himself Husker Dues? I think it's Dutch. Dutch? Could be. You, They're named after a game called Husker Du. Have you known anybody that's Dutch? I do know some Dutch. Do you really? I do, actually. I know quite a few Dutch. They're actually quite nice people. Sure. Can't uh, can't say I, uh, I'm too fond of their shoes, but their chocolate is good, and they've got big foreheads. Well, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm actually looking forward to listening to your uh, podcast when it comes out because I'm a huge uh, They Might Be Giants fan. Let me tell you something. Yeah. It's a, it, uh, We had a good conversation last night, me and John Flansberg. It was very, very good. I'm very excited for it, and you'll be able to hear that next week. Did you say, hey, can you also come back on for the Mayflower Marathon? I did not. Because uh, I had spent almost forty minutes with the guy, I didn't uh, I didn't want to push it too much? Well, he obviously wanted to talk to you. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I've got his phone number. I could give you his phone number. Would you like John Flanberg's phone number? Is he going to help me hang a garage door this weekend? <laughs> I don't know. Will John Flansburg help you hang a garage door this weekend? I, I can't say he Maybe will. Maybe he'll help your wife clean the gutters on the roof. All right. that's Then you can just forget about that phone number. <laughs> it's 829. News is next to Rock 102. 834 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Drivers may want to use extra caution this morning because uh, after a pretty calm week weather-wise, forecasters are calling for heavy rain and possible thunderstorms uh, up until noon today. That's expected to give way to a cooling trend for the weekend. A cooling trend. Yeah, Which yeah, could set the stage for our first snowfall of the season on Monday. This coming Monday. This coming Monday. Not even uh, not even reached the Mayflower Marathon yet. And yeah. we're already getting into that snow bullshit, isn't it? You know, what I, what I have not done yet, and uh, I'm a little hesitant to do so, is to look at the extended forecast for what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like we may see a little bit of rain during that Monday of the uh, of the uh, Mayflower Marathon. Mm. A little bit. Like well, a 24% chance with a high of 48. I'm just not ready for the snow yet. No, either am I. I got to I got to pull my snowblower out of my uh, out of my shed and bring it down to the garage. See, that's the, a big thing. Uh you do that though and you get it ready, but uh, these early snowstorms don't usually produce much accumulation, especially when you have warm weather. Like no, this. no, but it's just about you know <laughs> preparation really. Mm-hmm. Just to say, okay, if uh if God forbid there's some sort of class five kill storm out out there. Yeah. I want to be prepared for it. I gotta go put all the deck furniture away. Oh, gee, I'm just gonna leave it there. You're just gonna leave it there? Yeah. You can't just leave it there. It's cheap stuff. Yeah, see, mine's cheap, but I can't afford to buy other stuff. So I'm just gonna continue using the cheap stuff and protecting it as if it were expensive. Yeah, I I, I hear you, but. Well, I don't know. You know what? I mean, I bought this table, this table and chair set, probably I don't know three years ago, right? And it was uh, it was probably about three hundred bucks from uh, Big Lots. They had all these, uh, you know, uh, sure settings. They're like six hundred bucks now because of the supply chain issues and all this other stuff uh, and people supply and demand because mm-hmm. everybody was home wanted to get. You want to go buy a new one of these things? Six hundred bucks. Jenny wanted to uh, get me something early for uh, for Christmas, and she was uh, buying something, and she was like looking online, and she said, "Well, I'll I'll put it away for now, and then I'll, you know come back online and uh, and get it later." Within hours, it had jumped up in price by eighty bucks. What was it? It was uh, she was like trying to buy you know an early Christmas gift. Oh, okay. But, but it's like you know it within it, minutes, it's like eighty dollars more. But. Was the gift like a fluctuating price? No, uh, no, it's not one. It's like yeah, one of these see, retail things you'd expect to spend X amount of dollars, and then because of of the supply chain issues, it's like yeah. you know, it's they they jack the price up on you. You know, uh, I'm actually working on getting this author uh, of this book uh, that talks about um, the supply and the supply and demand issue. Right, that it's really our fault. It's our the, fault. It's the consumer's fault. That, yeah, because they say all that money that was would have been spent on vacations and airfare and all this other stuff in the in the May of 2020, 
shifted and it wound up to people buying goods because you couldn't go anywhere and you couldn't do anything i'm not taking any responsibility for that i don't know it was a pretty interesting article and i'll uh i'll have more information about it next week but uh it was it was it was pretty interesting uh thing uh, and that affects everybody we'll see about that i'm not i'm not taking any responsibility the uh ongoing social and behavioral problems at greenfield high school could have long-term financial implications for the entire district. A number of the parents who spoke at uh, Wednesday night's school meet committee meeting suggested that the constant fighting and unrest between students has created an unsafe situation which may leave, lead them to leave for another district via school choice. That would be especially bad news for Greenfield, which already posts a school choice funding gap of close to $2 million. School committee members in the administration have pledged to try and take steps to quell the violence, which has led to multiple shelter-in-place orders and police responses over the last two weeks. Mm. This really is like Patterson High School with uh, Crazy Joe... Uh, what the hell was that name? Crazy Joe Devola? No. Crazy, Crazy Joe Devola was on Seinfeld. Right. Clark. Crazy, Crazy Joe, Joe Clark, Clark from Lean on Me. Remember that right. whole movie? That was a true story. I know it was. And uh, He was an ang angry dude. With added dramatic effect, of course. Well, because uh, it was uh, Morgan Freeman playing it, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> but I don't see Morgan Freeman taking a, a baseball bat and, you know, knocking someone up against a coconut. They're going to lock the doors of the school so drug dealers can't get in? I, I don't see it. Or uh, making sure that you have a security team on hand? Mm-hmm. Uh, police have identified the Athol man who was killed in a motorcycle accident earlier this week. State police say 25-year-old Curtis, Curtis Biner of Athol died at the scene of the crash which occurred near the 75-mile marker on the eastbound lane of Route 2 in Athol. Police reconstruction teams are still trying to determine uh, the cause of the accident. I thought I read uh, in a different article from that he was a uh, he was a corrections officer in uh, Sussex County. <clears throat> Do we have a Sussex County? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so he was uh, there. But um, wow. they were talking about the, the five, hum, uh, five uh, motor vehicle uh, deaths uh, in November alone, in Springfield, it's well, getting, we talked about that it's, last it's week. Getting bad out there. We talked about that last week that yeah. there was like a this, this odd spate of really horrible accidents. Did you? You mean you don't always see it in like in in, in, a, in a cluster like this? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of odd to see them uh, happen so frequently. Uh, but that they were saying uh, the the fifth death by motor vehicle was that. Um, the crosswalk accident on State Street the other day. Right. But, oh, man, just, it's <clears> crazy. <throat> uh, when temperatures get cold outside, many animals and insects are looking for a warm place to go. Insects head indoors to find warmer air as well as a place to hibernate. Uh, insects that are looking for a warm place to stay during the cold winter months will find a tiny little hole you have in your house to get inside. They look for the hole near the windows and the doors. The best way to prevent them from coming into your home is by making sure that all of those little holes are plugged up so nothing can get inside. Uh, ladybugs. Have you seen these things? Oh, yeah, no, I've seen They're the ladybugs. They're all over the place. You know what else is coming into the house? What? Stink bugs. Yes, that's I don't the like the thing. stink bugs. Uh, I've been told, and I don't even know if it's true, that if you kill them, they stink. Yeah. I don't know if that's actually true. And then how much do they stink? Uh, they do stink. They, if you squash them, they stink. But the problem when you squash them is the stink attracts more of them. So the more you kill them, the more you're attracting them. 
Really? Yeah. That's how it happens? That's how it happens, and they're invasive. They're, it's an invasive species. They're from Japan. They shouldn't be here. Well, maybe and we need to build not, a wall. Well, that's what I mean. I'm not trying to be like uh, some sort of like, you don't belong in this country. You really don't belong in this country. Yeah, I know. Well, I, listen, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not a big uh, bug fan. I don't freak out about him. I mean, I'll take a stink bug and toss him outside, but I know he's going to want to come back, back in. Well, yeah. He's got his own set of keys. Yeah. And, well, yeah, he's got the little hole in your house that you don't even know about. How the if, hell are you supposed to, how the hell are you supposed to know every little hole in your house? There's no way. Now, the problem is, my dog, when he goes to the bathroom, goes out of this, uh, you know, at, at, in our side living room. It's like a three season room. We spend the entire year out there. Well, I can't necessarily, you know, you know, watch all four corners of the door jam, making sure that there are no pests walking in and out. It's a lot to, a lot to scan. Do you ever go out there in the fourth season to make it a four-season room? Well, we got a pellet stove, so it can be out there all year long. Frankie Valley would not be performing in your, uh, your room. Well, Frankie Valley's never been invited. There's only three seasons, not four seasons. True, but in my house, it's yeah. all four. Uh, so there's no need to spray them with anything. The best way to get rid of them would be to vacuum them up or use a paper towel to get rid of them. Remember, even if you're scared of insects, they're more scared of you. But Yeah, that doesn't help when they're crawling all over your body in the middle of the night. No, of course it doesn't. But, you know, the thing is, I mean, if you vacuum them up, it's not killing them, is it? No, you're just vacuuming them up and uh, putting them in a vacuum bag. Or dumping right. them in the trash. Okay. But so then, they can get out of the trash and go back into your home. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like if you put them in the, in, the, uh, in, the, in the vacuum, they can get out and just go right back into the house. That's like that. Uh, remember the groundhog? Uh, you know, I had the heart, have a heart trap. Yeah. And then I trapped it. And then I, uh, I guess, illegally relocated it. But I didn't relocate it far enough. So it came back. That's the same thing that happens with the ladybugs. I had to have a heart trap, and I would let the an- I would take the animals, put them in in the you know with the trap, put them in the trunk of my car, uh, and drive here, and open up the trap here at the radio station, so that the building here could be infested with animals while. My house, which at the, at the time was like uh, two miles away, yeah, see, they'd never find their way back. No, that's not far enough. See, that's the thing. I only went like two miles down the road, and then. Uh, you know, as me texting my neighbor saying, or, you know, my friend, you know, who lives down the street in that area. Right. I said, yeah, they're at, he's at your house now, pal. And he's like, yeah, well, you didn't go far enough. Wait till, uh, wait another week. He'll be back. And sure as shiznit, he was there. See, I don't think, uh, I don't think the varmints that I was catching had like GPS or really any indication of where I had taken them. I don't even think they even listened to this radio station. I don't think they listen to this radio they station. They probably either. wouldn't. Uh, let's see. Uh, you want to know the best time to clean? Let, let's just go through some topics here. Sure. How about uh, if you if you if you've said any of these ten things, you're officially old. Okay. All right. You ready? Yes. It's eight thirty at night. A little late to start a movie. Uh, I've I would, said that before. I, I've I've been saying that for years, actually. That's usually because my kids are like, you know, it's maybe seven o'clock at night. Can we watch a movie? No, you got to no. go to bed. It's, it's school tomorrow. An hour and a half to two hours long. Uh, number two, I can't go out for dinner. I have chicken in the fridge. I need to cook before it goes bad. 
I will. Uh, it depends where we're going. If you're talking about a place I enjoy, I'll just throw the chicken out if it's going to get yeah. rancid and enjoy something delicious. Uh, referring to people in their early 20s as kids. I kind of started doing that. I'm doing that now. And yeah. you know what? I'm doing that to people my own age, I referring know. to them as kids. I'm a 55-year-old man. Hey, kid. But I still refer to the kids I went to high school with. How you doing, kid? Why is the music so loud in here? Yeah, no, I've done that, too. I uh, I told you uh, about, I don't know, six years ago or so, I did a wedding. And uh, this old guy comes up, like, dur- it's during the dinner music, right? <laughs> right. And he says, he comes over, and he's a very sweet old man. And he goes, hello. I'm like, hello, sir. And he's like, do you take requests? And I'm like, well, yeah, sure, I take requests. And he goes, good, could you turn it down? We're trying to talk over at table six here. <laughs> See, but that's... You son of a bitch. But, you know, you know when, yeah. I was a, when I was a kid, a youngster, high school... You know, the music could not be loud enough yeah. for me in my tender ears. But, like, the other day, my wife is is watching, uh, like, videos on, like, Instagram, and she's got her phone cranked up, like, all the way because, you know, she's got younger ears than I do. And I'm going out of my mind, like, could you just turn that <laughs> down? Yeah. I'm an old man. There's only so much I can listen to. I'm feeble. <laughs> How about you're at Home Depot and say something like, oh, yeah, that's quality lumber. Uh, no, because uh, nothing at Home Depot has anything of quality lumber to it. If you want some real lumber, you go to a Kelly Fredette or an 84 lumber. Well, see, I would never uh, I would never be at that place. I would always go to Rocky's Ace Hardware. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Do they have lumber there? I didn't see a whole lot of lumber. There. No, they don't get a lot of lumber there, but uh, they will certainly help you with everything else. You uh, You strap something to your car and then say, yep, that ain't going anywhere. I've done that before. Yeah, no, I've done that, but I've also said that about my car. <laughs> This thing's not going anywhere. I uh, I t- I had to I had a riding lawnmower that I transported a couple of months ago. Yeah, and uh, the the t- the bed is not big enough, obviously, for the length of the mower. So you have to put the tailgate down, and then I just like kind of strap this like laundry rope around the front. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, the parking brakes on. It ain't going. I uh, I remember seeing uh, many many times someone putting like a mattress on top of their car. Yeah, and uh, you know strapping it in with like uh, you know the, the ropes and everything. But in order just to secure it, they got their hand out the window holding onto the mattress. My uh, yeah. like as as, um, as if you have such great upper body strength that uh, if the wind took it away, it's immovable because of your big construction size arms been there done that my friend uh years ago my dad had this company car right it was a, it was a 1996 subaru impreza Ooh, outback that's cherry <clears throat> uh it looked like a turtle it was green it was the company issued car okay right? So uh, he decides that he wants to uh, to redo the basement, like put up some drywall, but we need to go get some sheetrock, right? Okay. So we go down, uh, we lived in Wolverham at the time, the far end of Wolverham, and uh, we drive all the way down to West Springfield to the Home Depot, and he gets uh, six sheets of sheetrock, right? <laughs> okay. And uh, he ropes it to the top. Of the the rack that was on the top, sure. But I, ha- him, and I had to both hold it down 
as we're driving down Route 5 <laughs> back over <laughs> up onto Sumner Avenue yeah. and with people beeping at you left and right going, what are you, some kind of stupid idiot? What are you doing there? No, because, you're, 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 no you're doing what you can. Because as I'm holding this thing, uh, I should have worked out a little bit more at the time because the wind was taking, <laughs> even though he had roped it down, the rope was coming loose. Yeah. And uh, we limped back into port like a Liberian tanker when we got to uh, to got to Wolverham, right? Yes. I'm glad you got that joke, by the way. I'm glad you got <laughs> oh, that joke. Yes. That's an oldie. Yeah, it is. Uh, but, yeah, we uh, we limped into port uh, into the driveway with without incident. But I'm just like... Why wouldn't you just ask somebody to like find somebody with a you know, truck? Like stupid... you, you work at a rail yard, you you know somebody with a pickup truck there that could have helped us out with this. The stupidest thing is you're holding on to the yeah. sheetrock for what is probably like a half hour, forty five minutes yeah. for you to get home. By the time you actually get to your destination, or pull over to the side of the road because all the sheetrock's flown yeah. off the top of the. Of the vehicle, your arms are like worthless. You can't even once you get home, you can't even lift the sheetrock off your car. I always like seeing like mattresses on the side of the highway, going, "Well, there was one that didn't work out quite the way you wanted it to." Because <laughs> like, what are you gonna do at that point? You might as well just leave it on the side of the road. I mean, even though it's probably dangerous, uh, what are you gonna do? You're by yourself. You gonna try to put that back up onto the car? <laughs> Ridiculous. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today. Gonna be uh, rainy and windy uh, as well, with a high of 63. Uh, tomorrow, rainy with a high of 59. It is 57 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 